is episode 461 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Friday, April 20th, 2018. Everybody smoke weed every day, 420, blazy, blazy, I don't know. I don't know anything about weed and whatnot, which is funny because my nickname was Kush for so long, and I did not know what Kush meant for a long time. It was just a nickname because my last name is Kushnez, Kushnez, and it sounds close to Kush, so Kush it became, but yeah. Talk about some games, some other stuff maybe, I don't know. I played some Terra, finally, and Terra is terrible. I really don't like it. I played for half hour, I think maybe I'm out of the tutorial. I don't know how long. It's just, I'm just getting all these menial tasks. And it's like, okay, now I'll go kill these things that just appeared out of nowhere. They appeared just so you can kill a certain number of them. Just a few of them. And then when you're done killing a few of them, the, the rest will disappear. Great. <clears throat> it's not good. It looks okay. Controls feel a bit wonky. I don't feel that smooth. It just feels a bit herky-jerky. And the combat doesn't feel great. Controls, I mean, the controls are fine, given that there is a whole hell of a lot of stuff on screen and things for you to do, different skills and powers and whatnot. I was playing as a sorcerer, mage, whatever the, the base uh, offensive mage class is. Not a priest. And I think there might have been another one that I that I wasn't either, because um, that's that's my class of choice. And this is if you don't know, it's a I'm playing on Xbox One. I assume it's on other systems, but I'm, I'm not sure. It's just a, a free to play MMO like. Well, I mean it is an MMO, but you know, in that free to play nature. Where you might have your hub worlds. I don't know. I really don't know. I'm assuming that's just like you can go on quests with people. You know, you'll run into maybe a few people here and there, but you're never going to see a large collective uh, collection of people. Could be wrong, uh, but I, I don't really care because it's just not fun at all. And the writing isn't good. The character creator was okay, better than I was expecting, kind of, but. Um, Nothing too crazy. The the build of the characters, at least mine. I, I I went in as a human, and just you can't change the the physical build, and it's just you're very bulky, almost, but not quite as short and thick as the Darksiders, the first Darksiders character, who was at war. So kind of in that vein of just bulky and big and proportionally weird. Um, and it, I mean, it doesn't look terrible in that sense, uh, or the the style-wise. But it just is no, it's no fun at all. I don't know when the world opens up because I'm just being like I'm at level six or something at this point. And you'd think maybe getting up to that level, I would finally be out of whatever starter area I'm in, where they're just like, hey, go check some of this grass, go check these things. Oh, and these tree things have appeared out of nowhere. Just, you know, kill three of them, and then the rest will just disappear. Um, follow this girl around all the time. She's got her stupid teddy bear that he fixed, 
You play with her a little bit, then follow her, talk to her again, do this, go back to that little girl again, talk to her some more, now follow her again. Oh, she pointed out something, talk to that person, now go back to the little girl, and okay, you, you move a, a little bit more, she sees another person, oh, you should go talk to, talk to that person, go back to the little girl, then you're like, okay, now talk to this person, okay, now this rock person and enemies exist, go kill a few of them. Okay, now talk to this person. Now go back to that little girl again. Cause she's very important. Aya, or whatever her stupid name was. It was just... It's, it's far too tedious of a introduction to a game uh, to make me want to keep playing. And I think, I think it's a very poor introduction. There's nothing really exciting going on. It doesn't even do a great job of pushing you into directions or where you should go. Um, so, yeah. That's Terra, short for Terrible. And then I played more Turmoil, tried some of the this the Heat is On DLC. And I like the game in theory, just like I said in the last episode. And now that I've played it more and just seen more of it, experienced more of it, my thoughts remain in that I like I like the idea of it. I like going into these, you start off in this little town, then you go to, I think it's the mayor who you go to, and then you are bidding for land. You'll, you'll say, I want this land, somebody can outbid you, raise it a thousand bucks, and you can have this bidding war. That's cool. I never found it to be all that interesting because no one really ever outbid my bid. And there will occasionally be some outbidding for one particular piece of land, but there doesn't seem to be Unless I was missing something, there didn't seem to be any real way to tell. Oh, this this land's got a lot of oil. They they all have oil. I don't think there's a bit of land that doesn't have oil. And no matter what, like no matter how much oil a thing has, I think you can only realistically mine so much in the time frame they give you, uh, which is six months in the main game, and I don't know if it hits a year later on in there, but it's a year, and the heat is on. And so th that's just like a system of, like, oh, this could be interesting, but it doesn't really come into play all that much, and I don't see the point of it. It just seems tedious. And then when you decide, in town there are things that you can purchase to upgrade, like the, the speed of drilling, the size of the barrels, so things, uh, the oil will be drilled faster, um, the ability to drill through rocks, the ability to have more pipes coming off connections, more pipe connections, the number of horses you can hire, <clears throat> the speed at which the horses will move, the strength of them, their ability to carry more oil, the ability to increase the size of your container things, whatever the hell they're called, <laughs> silos, I guess, in a way. Um, and that's that's fine, but I never found them to be super useful. I mean, there are some that are definitely beneficial, but I never saw any like, oh, I definitely I can't wait to get this upgrade, or I really want this upgrade. I'm like, well, that one makes sense. That one makes sense, but for the most part, I don't I don't really care. And money is just in in the heat is on. You get a nice sum of money in the beginning. It, that's like the ideal way to play it I'd say just because you get a bunch of money a bunch of the stores are already there and their upgrades are there you just get what you want the things that you like to start the game which I think is cool um, but in the main game you don't get that much money to start from and getting a loan is worthless 
Uh, you can't get that much money without a ridiculous interest rate. And it, it's funny, I was I just kept going higher and higher to see how high of an interest rate I could get. And I don't think there's a limit because I got up to 250%. And I didn't think, I don't think there's a way to like hold and just see it keep rising. So I just had to keep clicking. So I clicked it, I, I think, 230 times because I think it starts at about a 20% interest rate. So I clicked that thing 230 times and I'm like, there has to be, this can't just keep going, but it keeps going. And, I mean, don't do that. I ruined my save by taking on that loan. Um, but then, you know, after you purchase your upgrades, if you do, or whatever, uh, or take an, a loan, you go to your the land you bid on to mine for oil. And it costs you $2,000 in the main game to do that. It's just sort of like a security uh, deposit. You'll get that money back. I think you get the money back I these are, I remember that happening, and I that that whole thing is weird that they need a security. Like why? I don't. Whatever. Um, so you have to keep that in mind if you spend a lot on upgrades and don't have a lot of money left over to do that uh, to make that deposit. And then you go into the the area. You hire your surveyor, whatever they're called, and they find some gold. You can purchase. And higher, I guess, moles that will just dig randomly, and I think I think those are actually pretty good because they can find things, and then maybe they won't. But if they find things, like it'll it'll change the color of the little a few pixels, and it'll be a clear indicator. This is oil. If it's black, it's like this is oil. Because when the surveyor tells you down here, there's oil down here, you don't know how far you have to dig. Or if it, you know, you might have to do it with some angles. Will there be rocks there? Who knows? Um, well, I mean, the mole's not going to tell you if there's rocks in the way either. But they can tell you, oh, this this specific spot is oil. Um, so you're not going to waste money on pipes uh, or extra pipes because you could you could overshoot oil and then have to pipe back up, which is annoying because it doesn't seem. I didn't see a way to destroy pipes. Uh, maybe there is. I don't like that you can't check the controls in the main menu, uh, in the pause menu. That's an annoying thing that I just wish was there. Um, but yeah, then you just collect oil, hire your wagons to deliver it to one of the two uh, companies. And I think the AI is stupid and doesn't do what it should do, regardless of what you're, you know, if you can, you can close off the pipes to an oil rig so that it's not pumping oil anymore but they still act like idiots and i just i don't like i really wish i had more control over the actions of the wagons that is one of the most annoying aspects of the game to me um and then in the heat is on and this is introduced later in the main game but you have gasoline i think that's yeah gas or whatever that you find too which in the main game, they make it a bit more complicated. They put it uh, behind, you know, some annoying expenses, but it's free in the 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 DLC. Where if you if you hit gas, you you turn off the thing so it's not pumping the gas up because that's not gonna be good. And then you could move a pipeline and direct it towards one of the two companies on either side. And doing that will increase the the payout, how much they're going to offer you for oil, which is nice. That's a nice little feature. But ultimately, the annoyance with the wagons is what really kills the game for me. I mean, sure, I don't think all the upgrades are all that worthwhile. And 
the bidding seems pointless. Um, but ultimately, the fact that when I go to my land and start drilling for oil and trying to make as much money as I can and feel and getting getting the feeling that I'm not making as much money as I could because my wagons are being dumb is really annoying and frustrating so that that kills the whole experience for me uh, so that's turmoil which is on steam and the heat is on DLC which is definitely the ideal way to play it I'd say but I don't I don't think it's worth playing either way just just based on the the wagon issue alone uh on top of all the other little nitpicks um and then I got my papa a PlayStation VR and we were messing around with it I've you know came late last night so I haven't had much time with it uh the setup was easy I did get one of the the V2s, the second versions, uh, the revision that I, I don't remember what it did. I think it might have removed one wire or something. Um, but the wire situation isn't uh, annoying. It doesn't really get in the way or anything. It's comfortable to wear um, my glasses when I am wearing it uh, with a headset on. Feels fine. There's no pressure on either the, the front of my face or the sides. Uh, which is really nice. There, there is, of course, the screen door effect, which noticeable, but not. It's not all that distracting when you're in a game or in a interactive experience, and you're just in that space. Your 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 focus is really on there. Uh, it's clear that the resolution is not, you know, up to par with 1080p or 4K if you've got that. Um, it's clear that it's a lower resolution, which is. I I mean it's disappointing I guess you could say but ultimately just the experience of being in this virtual world uh depending on the game is really really cool. So my father only played Battlezone and he played he didn't even, he didn't even play what is the name of that mouse game uh but he played Battlezone. He he enjoyed that. He enjoyed it a lot. And like looking around, it's like, oh, this is cool. And then we got into that mouse game, which I, I just want to call it Mouse Guard, even though I know it's not. But we just got him because just like the positioning in the camera, like I didn't get everything perfect right. I was just like, let's put this on and let you try it and all that jazz. Um, Moss, that's the name of it, I believe. Uh, so we got into the, the part where you have the book in front of you and you're in like the church and there's candles like, ooh, look at the candles. And he wasn't even looking at the book or whatever. And then there was like a butterfly that was in there and he smacked himself. He smacked the, the headset because he's like, oh, there's a butterfly. Get it out of my face. And he hit himself, uh, which is funny. I enjoyed that so much. Um, but he did enjoy Battlezone. I'm going to put him in some more stuff later. But then I tried... The Playroom VR thing, which is like when you plug it in for the first time, it like sends you there. Hey, download this. So I downloaded that. Did the thing where it's like a claw game, and you're just grip grabbing all these things, and you're putting them in your little room. And that was cool, just because you get to rotate these objects. And then I started looking around the room. I looked behind me, and there were just a bunch of the robots. Like, hey, 
well, how's it going? This weird-looking dog came up, uh, and then I looked above me, and the dinosaur I got from the game was there, and they looked down at me with a headset on, and that was weird, but it was cool. And then I don't think I played anything else in there, and then I was just messing around with the demo disc. I have Skyrim, which I haven't checked yet, which I just like... To me, the uh, the idea of playing Skyrim would be so great if there was a universal account with Skyrim. I wish they would just create a universal account so that I could take my character and just play it on any platform. Because I played so much of Skyrim on 360. I played so much of it on Xbox One. I don't want to play... I don't want to start from the beginning again on PlayStation. And for me, I'm sure it'll be cool and immersive to mess around in there in VR. I'm not going to want to do that for hours and hours and hours. That's going to be exhausting. But then I played Thumper, which is probably the game, the demo I enjoyed most. Even though it's very simple, you're just on a single track, sort of like a roller coaster, and music is playing. It wasn't super crazy music, but then there'll be occasionally a little like brick on the ground that is lit up. You press X when you're over that. At turns, you'll hold the direction uh, against the turn and X, and then there are like these little lines that you hold X to go through. And it was just really cool. There's something about it that just the the minimal music as it was was just it got me into it. Uh, the controller vibrating and the the look of it, the style was just it was a real cool experience to just be in there. Played Res Infinite, which was just it was kind of disappointing in that for the most part uh, in the very beginning it's also a very short demo because it's just like oh this is this is res i love res but i don't feel like vr is adding all that much until i was fighting the boss and i was doing fine and then it went behind me and i was like and i thought like it was just gonna you know it went behind me because i made, uh, did some damage and then it was gonna come back in front of me and i was just waiting it, was, it wasn't coming back and then i took some damage like what the what the hell was that? And then I, I turned and looked behind me. And it was just chilling behind me, messing with me. So I had to turn my head around and do the the damage that way, which was cool. Uh, at, at first, I thought I had to move the cursor with the analog stick, but then I realized, no, where I'm looking, I can do that. So that that was cool. Um, I just I thought maybe visually it'd be more interesting, or it'd be different, or there'd be some kind of VR gimmick to it uh, but you know if there's more stuff like that where you have to look around the environment for enemies because the majority is just like oh everything's right in front of me okay i can't really look around the environment that much because i need to keep my focus uh facing forward and all that um but you know res is awesome so it's still a great game i just you know i, I would want to play more of it to know how much vr actually adds to it i got a haircut <laughs> then i played some of this, like uh, those those old games where you race the cars on the track and they're in the, the things. I don't know what those were called, track races or something. I did not like that because you're just you're following this and you're controlling it and you have to move your head around this environment. I just I don't I felt like I felt it just felt weird. Um, there was this thing I don't know if it was called prominence or something persistence I think where you're in like a space station. And you're fighting zombie-ish people. But I played it for maybe a few minutes. And I was like, no, I don't like this. Because there was a disconnect between your head 
and your view and your body. So you're controlling the body and all that with the analog sticks. Uh, and you know you can you move your head freely, but you're you're unable to move it like your head back and forth. You're not in an open space. You're just sort of on a swivel, and you can look around, but you can't walk in the direction you're looking unless you're looking forward. And so your 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 analog sticks are moving you and turning you and all that, but your head is just like okay. You're always walking in that like just if you're walking forward. You can move around, but you're always going to keep walking in that direction, which is not, it wasn't ideal. Uh, and I felt like, I think your, your, your hands and arms were stationary. They didn't move or anything. Um, and you can't like looking down, you can't, I, don't, I feel like maybe I was wrong, but I feel like even looking down, it didn't allow you to see more of yourself. It just, you just look down. It, 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 it felt a bit weird. Then I also tried. I tried Battlezone. I thought that was cool. I tried the the Call of Duty. I think it was Infinite Warfare, Warfare, uh, whatever that VR demo where you're in space finding things, which was fine. Visually, it wasn't like the greatest looking thing, but it was cool. You know, nothing too special. I tried the Moss thing a bit, uh, and that was pretty. I like that art style a lot. Um, other than that, there's something else I think I messed around with that. Because I, I haven't had the move controllers charged yet. I found out just now that uh, you have to charge them via the PS4. Or maybe you can hook them to a PC as well. But they won't just charge from a, uh, like a wall outlet, a mobile charger, charging device or anything like that. So I had one hooked up to there for hours. That's a frustrating realization and annoying thing. Pisses me off. But what are you going to do? PS4. Stupid. I hate the controllers. Let me just put AA batteries in there. And make everything so much simpler. Everyone hates AA batteries. I love them. That's part of why I love the Xbox One controllers. And the Xbox 360 controllers. Also, they just feel much better. But other than that, on VR, did I try anything else? I, I loaded, uh, what is it, Trackmania. Because it says it has VR support. <laughs> but it doesn't. When I tried to play anything in there, I was like, "Nope, it's this. This isn't available," which sucked. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's it. I mean, if there's something else I played, it clearly didn't make any kind of impact on me to make me remember it. Uh, I did play another thing in the playroom VR where you're running around collecting robots, which is cool. I think that playroom thing was actually a nice little introductory, uh, introductory demo thing. Uh, I really thought it was just well done and it was cool looking around and i guess you know i haven't i've just talked about these experiences and that my thoughts on vr having this being the first time i've ever used it in any capacity i've you know i've never used a rift or vive never used psvr you know i didn't do any in-store demos or anything or do anything at trade shows so this is my first experience with it and i like it do i think it's some ground breaking uh thing no, I, I I would much. I'm very curious. I don't know if anything like that exists on the PSVR um, platform, but I, I'm very curious to see it uh, in terms of potentially, you know, exploring real world spaces. Um, I think you know I might sub subscribe or do a trial for the WWE Network thing because I think they might have some kind of integration, but I'm not sure, and I'm not sure if it's available on PlayStation. Uh, 
Um, but you know, messing around with those kind of live event things or any kind of those things. I know Will Smith, formerly of Tested, of I wish I could remember his company, but I know he does these like interview things. Uh, I think he did the first one he ever did was Firewatch, and then some other stuff uh, with like interactive spaces and stuff. But I don't know if those are on PlayStation. I don't think they are. I could be wrong. Hope I'm wrong. But I do think it's a very cool platform. I think VR is cool. And having now experienced it, I was very immersed when I first put it on. When I was playing, when I was actually in the, the, the claw game thing and there was a little like robot on a table, I started to move my head towards him because I wanted to get closer. And I was getting closer and I'm like, this is cool. And then I hit my head on my uh one of my monitors and i was like oh that that's right virtual space not real space idiot and i was so su- surprised that i actually did that because i was like oh whatever this is just going to be kind of a neat thing but i want i think my father will really be into it and when assault not assault the uh, ace combat eventually comes out i really want to get that for him so he can experience flying in a cockpit and the only way he'll ever be able to do it. So, yeah, I think I think it's really cool. And, you know, it, it does just, like, it it works. It makes you, like, oh. You cl- there are clearly these other barriers that I think need to be addressed. Uh, definitely when I try the move controllers, that'll be interesting to have this more free movement and feel like, you know, I've got hands and stuff in the space. But I think it'd be really cool if someone at some point creates gloves that make you you be able to use your fingers in the thing and that things you do in the space with your hands that there's like pressure points in the gloves, uh, weights, things, whatever that can put pressure on your hands, vibrate specific points if it's just one finger, etc. You know, how complicated that is to make, how expensive it is to make, I have no idea. Um, but I think doing something like that would be pretty cool to just feel like these fingers, these hands are fully in the, the space. Cause I definitely, I wanted to reach out and grab one of those robots on the table, but I couldn't. Could I, if I was using the move controls, I don't know, but even, you know, using move controls and holding it like this, it's still different than just, I just wanted to reach out and grab it. Like I, like I actually couldn't. And I would love if there was feedback on the glove. That's like, Maybe it's it's smacking, you know, it's like hitting my thumb. It's like, don't let me go, let me go. And I just feel pressure on that specific point. Uh, I'm sure that's very, very complicated. Uh, probably expensive. So when will we get there? Will we get there? I don't know. But um, VR is cool. And the PSVR headset, very comfortable. Never got any kind of strain. I didn't sweat in it. Um, I didn't get any kind of headache. I didn't get any eye strain, uh, no motion sickness. I, I don't feel like I did anything that would really bring motion sickness, but I also don't feel like I get motion sick. So uh, that's something that I'll, I'll find out more so in when I try. Like I think there's a drive club VR thing or whatever, uh, but trying a driving VR thing or something like that, I, I'll definitely get more of a a taste of whether or not that'll happen but you know my longest session was probably 
somewhere between 20 and 30 minutes with the headset on without taking it off so far. Uh, <laughs> I, I do, I think I probably get it for like 20 bucks at this point. I want to get Resident Evil 7 and put my head in it because I just want that. I want to have that happen. I don't know if the demo is still available and if the demo had VR support. If it does, I know what I'm downloaded immediately after I end this show. But so far, I, I think it's it's a cool little thing. I'm I'm digging it. Uh and yeah, I'm I'm excited to play around with it a bit more and whatnot. Uh so yeah. That's that's PlayStation VR. And that is this podcast for today. Once again, I'm your host, Mark Kuznez. Y'all can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Xbox Live, my MLS, Steam, and all the usual places at PX Sausage. On PSN, I am the Kush3, which if you want to add me and see that I'm playing VR games, you can do that. Can we play VR games together? I don't know. There are probably some. I think there's something or other. Oh, I just remembered. Until Dawn, Rush of Blood. I don't know how scary that is. But that was a free plus game. So I have that. Download that. Put my dad in that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the one thing I don't like is that I wish in my game. I know I'm ending the show. Or already supposed to. I don't care. But in the game catalog or whatever of your games that you own. That you purchase, etc. There doesn't seem. I, I checked the, the sorting ability. I wish there was a game to be like. Or an option to be. Show me. The VR games I have. The VR games that are either only VR, uh, you know, VR only or support VR. Just let me see all the games that I have that I've purchased that support VR. But there's no way to do that. That's annoying. I wish that was different. I can't remember if I can create folders on PlayStation like you can on the Switch. I think you can on the Switch. I mean, you can on the 3DS, which I've always loved. I wish you could create folders on every platform. Because that would be so wonderful. That would... If you could create... I don't know why that's not available on every platform. How is it that Nintendo got that right with... I think they didn't even have that on like 2DS. It's ridiculous. Folders are perfect. Especially when you got hundreds of games. It's like, okay, here's my racing game folder. Here's sports games. Here are RPGs. Here are first-person shooters. Let me do that. Everyone. Why doesn't Nintendo get that right? Nintendo gets so much stuff wrong. But they get things right too then like why doesn't everyone just realize that they all do things really really well and things really really poorly and that if they all just came together and took what each other did great we'd all have these amazing systems that are all perfect and there's nothing to complain about everyone any of them and there would be no one who hates any system the system war would end because every system would be perfect of course that'll never happen but yeah, I wish I could sort by that. But um, yeah, PSN, The Kush 3, add me if you want. I don't, I don't know what we're going to do on there. And you just look at the stuff I play. That's it. That's all you'll ever do. I can't remember the last time I've played an online game on PlayStation platform. I, 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 I'm legitimately trying to think what the hell it could have been. Because even Journey I played offline. I think I might have turned it on for like a second and then the guy was just being a jerk to me. And I'm like, oh, great, wonderful, I'm out. Yeah. On the Switch, who the hell knows? I'm just a bunch of numbers like you. Whatever. Um, 
So that is, of course, PixelatedSausage.com, where you can find this podcast and the Pixelated Paranormal podcast, which are also available on podcast services around the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcasts, and the Google Play Store. And you can also check out the art I do on the site, or by going over to PXSArt.com and checking it out over there. And if you'd like to support the site in general and everything we do, please go over to Patreon.com slash PXS and support us that away. And yeah. You can also go over to youtube.com slash pixelated sausage and check out the videos, like the video of this podcast and the other videos I do. There's still a few anime reviews that I need to put up if I feel like I'm going to do them. I think they're like two shorts and then that one that finally came out on Amazon. Should I do it or is it too late? I don't know. Whatever. But uh, if you if you go to YouTube, you can leave a comment like kit who on my review of uh, Garazeni, colon money pitch, he said, or she said, they said, then stop making money on this shit right now. And I don't know what the hell they're talking about. Are they complaining about me complaining about that episode and telling me to stop, then like I should not review it or talk about it because I'm making money on my review? Uh, one, that's just a stupid thing to say. But two, how am I making money on it? Do you see ads on there? No, I don't. I don't have ads. My my YouTube channel was super inactive, inactive to the point where like I have the the subscribe numbers. I don't have the the whatever the the forty four hundred minutes or whatever it was a month. No four. 4,400 hours of playtime over the last year or something. I don't know. I didn't have that. So I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't monetize on YouTube. And even if I could, if, if I hit those numbers, it wouldn't be worth anything. You're not, you're not going to make that much money on YouTube unless you've got a significant thing. So that is just not the way, like, you got to go to Patreon. Nobody goes to Patreon. So I'm not making money from anything. So. I I can't stop making money on this shit. I agree it's shit, okay? But I can't stop making money on it because I'm not making any money on it. So shut up. Unless, unless you are saying something else. Then I, I love you. My heart goes out to you. Because <laughs> I, I see that I have an, a new subscriber too. That could be you. In which case, thank you for subscribing. Don't leave if you're watching this. But if you if you you're just no way, you just like decided to subscribe and you're like I'm gonna watch this 35 minute podcast of just this moron talking, unless you just skip to the end and like I wonder what happens at the end. Oh, talk shit about me. Oh, I'm unsubscribing and I'm disliking. Please don't. So yeah, that will finally do it for this here episode. So this long episode with so much PlayStation VR talk. I thought I did consider. To, uh, doing the whole thing with the headset on and I'm like I don't want to do that because that's just going to be weird and I'm probably end up moving in such a way that I distance myself from the mic and start talking into some other thing and it'll come out terribly so yeah okay bye bye